0: Attention to you this morning, and I just want to say to you, my dear, that he really has his hand on your life. Jesus has his hand on your life. Do you love him?
1: Do you love him, Do you love. Him? Do you love
0: him? And I believe he's got his hand on your life, and he's got something very special for you. And the thing that he has very special for you.
2: this morning. Are you glad to be in church this morning? I, I so mean that. I so mean that. Some of you don't believe me, but I mean it. Welcome to Harvest. If you don't know me, I'm Pastor Chris, the student ministries pastor here, and uh, I'm just so glad you're here. I really, really honestly am. And if you're here for the very first time, you are a VIP, so I'm a little bit more glad that you're here, just so you know. If you're here for the very first time, uh, we have some presents for you. So before you leave today, on your way out those doors, go out those doors, and to your left is our welcome center. And there's a sign there, and there's a very friendly person there that wants to say hello, wants to meet you, and give you some gifts. So they're going to give you this beautiful travel mug with our name on it, as well as a worship CD um, that they have for you. So if you're here for the first time, make sure when you leave, it's out those doors and to your left to get your presence, okay? If you're here for the second time, right in front of you is a little piece of paper called a connection card. And on that connection card, we want to get to know who you are. So if you're here for the second time, pick up that card and fill out some basic information about yourself. And when you fill it out, you can put it in the offering plate as that goes by and mm, five, 10 minutes or so. Or you can take that to the Welcome Center as well. And uh, we want to mail you a gift as well. So if you're here for the second time, there's presents for everybody here this morning. Um, And we are glad you're here. We want to know that you're here. So all the way to the left of your pew is a little book. It's our attendance pad. If you could pick that up. And for every person in the seat, if you could write a name on a line, they take their own uh, attendance in kids church and everything. So every person in this room, if you could write your name on a line, so it'll go all the way to the right and you could bounce it back. Wait, wait, I don't yes, it'll go all the way to the right and then bounce it back to the left to reset it for us, that helps us out very much we have really exciting things starting next week did you know that? Did you know very exciting things? You didn't know? Well, let me tell you all about it. Next week, the ways of God is starting. So this is our uh, original Harvest small group series starts next week. And we are so, so excited to bring to you the ways of God. And and small groups are so important to us as Harvest, right? So we, we say internally, as you grow bigger, we have to grow smaller too, right? As we have more people, we need to make more small groups so that nobody gets lost. You know, if you're doing this, like Jesus, thing this harvest thing correctly, you're plugged in in a small group of of other believers that will support you and uh, they will be your people. So, uh, they say, like, the churchy term is you get to do life together. Ah, oh, that sounds so nice to do life together, and it really is like we use that word and those words in church, but what that means is like those are your people right? So those are the people that when things go bad, when someone, your family member's in the hospital, you call those people for prayer. That's right. right? When you need a miracle in your life, you call those people. Whenever you have a good day, you call those people and say, man, I had a good day today. How can I pray for you? So they are your people. You are their people. And it's a support system that's so, so important to getting closer to Jesus that you have a small group of other believers around you. So we at Harvest take that so, so seriously. And so as I mentioned, it starts next week. Uh, twice a year we do it. Your small group is like always easier people, but twice a year we do a, a concentrated Bible study together with the small groups. So um, next week that starts all the way to October 28th, so that's about six weeks of this study called the Ways of God. And uh, th- If you don't know what the small groups are, we have some established small groups uh, and there's a list at the Welcome Center and also on our website. And You can get the list of every, like all throughout the week and all throughout the area are small groups from Harvest that are meeting together. So you can find that list and call somebody to get plugged in. It's so, so important and if you're new here and you don't want to call anyone because you don't really know any of those people on the list and you're like feeling a little weird about it, call our office. They'd love to plug you in or take out that connection card, write your name and number on the top and on the back, right? I'd like to get involved with a small group. Please help. SOS. And they will call you and say, hey, this is a great idea for you. This might be an idea for you. And they'll help you get plugged in to a small group. So you, there's no excuse not to do this. We take it very seriously that you get plugged into one of these things. Um, it's so, so important. And just so you know, during the duration of the small group series, um, Discovery Wednesdays for kids and Apex students will be continuing on Wednesday nights. Alright, and we have a couple more things going on here at Harvest. And so if you could tune in to this week's 411. <laughs> family, this is Pastor Chris with this week's 411. Spend an informative 30 minutes with Pastor Ray on Sunday, September 30th, from 10:30 till 11:00 a.m. in our fellowship hall. This casual gathering is open to any adults or students attending Harvest, especially those who are new in the last six months. Pastor Ray will share what our Harvest mission, values, and culture looks like as we move into this approaching season in our new ministry complex. Our men's elevate conference is only 2 weeks on Friday and Saturday, September 28th and 29th. All men from ages 14 need to sign up on our website under the registration block by midnight next Monday, September 24th, today with Matt Cardinelli, or next Sunday, the 23rd, in our foyer. All the details are on our website, or you can contact Nick Cardinelli. Our original small group series, The Ways of God, is starting next week through the week of Sunday, October 28th. A list of all of our small group Host Homes is available at our Welcome Center and on our website by clicking The Ways of God. If you're new to Harvest and you're not sure which group to join, fill out a connection card and one of our small group hosts will contact you. The final 2018 workday at the gift site for set construction is this Saturday, September 22nd, starting at 9 a.m. with lunch provided. For more information, you can contact either Bruce Kinney or Charles McAravage. Jolyn Bartoli is back with her book study, starting this Wednesday, September 19th from 1030 to noon in our Student Ministry Center with a new weekly study, The Bait of Satan by John Bevere. The book can be purchased by clicking the register block and link on our website. For any questions, you can contact Lynn directly. This week's Wednesdays at Harvest schedule includes dinner at 6 p.m., Apex students at 630 p.m., and at 7 p.m., Harvest Kids Discovery Wednesdays. Also at 7 p.m. through this week, our worship and prayer and two classes in our Ministry Center building, Harvest 12 Initiative, and The Voice of the Lord. Our monthly MOPs meeting for all moms, moms-to-be, and grandmoms are back starting tomorrow, September 17th at 6.30 p.m. in our Student Ministry Center. Childcare is available up to age 12 in the kids' wing of our church building while you attend the meeting. And the topic is Find Your Fire. For any questions or if you're interested in being a childcare volunteer, contact Susan Fensky. Well, that's our 411 411- You can get the rest of the details about everything happening here at Harvest by reading our September newsletter, along with visiting our website, Facebook page, and Instagram at Harvest Connects. This is Pastor Chris signing off. Have a great week. exciting. Those pictures excite you. We have a building. It's happening. I'm going to introduce to you Gary Farber, our general contractor. He's going to give us an update on what's going on with the
0: new building. Morning, church. Morning. Oh, that was pretty that was morning. good this morning. Uh, oh, yeah, There you go. So am I. So you might get a little bit more out of me this morning. Uh, as you see on the, the, the pictures there, uh, the church is up. The, all the steel is off the ground. So if anybody was up there and seen all that steel that was laying down, Everything is up in the air now, so if you go up on site up there, you see all that dirt area that's in front of the church, that's all our parking place up there, so we'll all be right in front of us, nice level going in. Um, uh, we do have uh, quite a bit going on. Uh, the weather has kind of put us back a little bit, but uh, still everything is going forward. We have uh, this uh, Tuesday, our installation comes for the building, so we can actually start putting the roof on. Uh, that's a big thing. So... Amen. Once we uh, once we start putting the roof on, it gets us out of the weather, so we can start working inside. Opens more opportunities for us, so that is a good thing. Uh, we also have the block work that's supposed to be showing up this week uh, on site, so you'll actually start seeing the block going up and the walls on the side, and start giving it a little bit more of a more than just a three to three D dimension. You know what I mean for us, so you can walk in and see how massive the thing really is. You know, so uh, there's some other stuff going on too. We have uh, we did a. Um, Beach Lake is our sprinkler system, so they got back to us, and we can actually start now on, they gave us some drawings and stuff, so we will be starting in the Rock Rec Center. Uh, that'll be coming up within the next two weeks of starting our, putting our tanks and stuff like that in the back room of the Rock Rec Center, so we'll, we'll get that stuff going. Um, but uh, what I would like to ask for is uh, just uh, keep, keep it in prayers up there. Uh, we are time sensitive now. We are getting close to the winter time, so uh, a lot of the stuff that has to get done outside, um, we could really use some dry weather. I'm sure everybody could for their lawns, but <laughs> uh, but uh, the dry weather is really what we we really need to to hopefully hit the deadline there. So uh, please keep in your prayers and I'll praise the Lord. Amen. I'd encourage you, if you haven't yet,
2: take a walk up there, take a drive up to the rock and, and take a look at that thing, because when you get up and close, it's, it's really massive and it's a really cool thing to see. Um, so a part of this new building is right in the door will be a wonderful cafe where we can serve coffee and people will, uh, you know, get to know each other. The Harvest family will congregate at this cafe. And as you may know, we have been having this competition to name this cafe, right? So many of you in here have submitted names and I'm sure you're dying to know. Are you you guys want to know who won the contest? Yes. Do you want to know? Yeah. Alright. Well the winner is to be determined. Okay, so we have <laughs> we had so many really great entries that we felt like we, we'd like turn the spigot off a little too soon and that there's some good ones still out there we got great names, we want some more so we are keeping this thing open for a little while longer so if you have an idea to name this cafe thing, take out that connection card write your name and number on the front and on the back, write cafe name and put your name there, whatever you'd like to see this thing named, this is a competition there is a prize and so we want to make sure we get every great idea that is in this room into the, that basket on that list of names, all right? So you still have an opportunity to be a part of that. Um, and another huge thing about this, this new building is that we are starting some teams from scratch. Some new teams are happening, and uh, naturally, we're gonna have a bigger building, a bigger boat, so we need more people to grab an oar, right? We, need, we have a bigger building, so more teams are happening. We're launching three new teams, a parking team, a safety team, and a video team. So just a, a little bit of outline. Um, the park- Parking team, um, parking is secondary. It's called a parking team, but really they are the face of the church. (laughs) They are the first harvest person a person will see when they come on our campus, right? Somebody in the parking lot, that's your first shot. So they are the smiling face of the church. They are there to give direction. If someone doesn't know where to take their kids or has, you know, Pastor Ray says a baby on the hip and a carrier that waxes his leg over and over again. Like if you can help them carry those things in and just be the shining, smiling face of harvest. That's what our parking team is. And so you can contact Keith Cornea if you'd like to get involved with the parking team. We're very excited about that. The second one is the safety team. And so we uh, are going to have a bigger campus, a bigger building, and we need to make sure that place is secure. So the the safety team is going to be the person who's carrying around band-aids, who has eyes and ears always open to make sure the place is safe and make sure everybody's taken care of. So uh, we'd love to have you be a part of the safety team as well. Uh, We're going to have trainings and all kinds of stuff for the safety team. So if you're uh, interested in that you can contact Dan Nealon, um, and also you can contact the office, or you can, again, write this on the connection card. Any of those ways will get you, that person will contact you. We'll make sure that happens. Um, and also, if you're interested in the parking or safety team, there will be a meeting next week on Monday, the September the 24th at 7 p.m. in the SMC. So if you don't get a chance to contact any of these people, we'd love it if you would, but if you can't, just come to the meeting, and we'll make sure that you're on our schedule, and uh, these will be rotating schedules. You're not given up your life. You're not given every single Sunday to be a part of this thing. Um, so we'd love to have you as a part of those two teams. And the third is our video team, another team we're building kind of from the ground up. Um, we need a lot of help to make this happen. We're going to be broadcasting our services onto Facebook uh, in our, into a, like an archive with a three-camera shoot. So that's pretty exciting. We have three cameras that will be in the new building and uh, some that are happening right now. And what we need is human beings to man those cameras. We need help, uh, people to, to make sure that we get the right shots, and also people to help those people out. Um, in the media team, they just need a lot of help to make that happen. So, no experience necessary. So, if you're like, I, well, maybe if you can't like set up your email on your phone, no, that's that's all, You can you can still help us out. I'm sure we can find a place for you. If you have any technological experience, if you have the phone, if you uh, are you hearing me? If you can work the microwave, you can probably be a part of the video team. Is that fair? That might be a little bit of a stretch. No experience necessary. We just need your help. There will be, there will be training. They'll make sure that you're taken care of. But don't hesitate to get involved. Again, a rotating schedule. You're not giving every single Sunday to these things, but we'd love to have you. Uh, So You can contact Andrew Southworth to be on the video team. Again, you can take out the connection card, and that is another way to do that. Okay? Is that enough? I've I've had enough. All right. Can we have our ushers come forward? Really, really important stuff, but uh, it's all out there. We have our ushers come forward for this morning's tithes and offerings, and I'm going to pray over our offering this morning. God, thank you so much. For the opportunity that we have to extend our worship in the form of giving. That the money we put in these plates can be used to do your ministry and uh, do your work. And we thank you that we can give our time and our energy and our resources and money to the things that you're doing through Harvest. God, we thank you. We pray you bless both the gift and the giver. It's in your precious name. Amen.
3: Amen. 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 Good morning, Harvest. Good morning. It is so good to see you here this morning. Is Elizabeth still in the room? she still here okay if you could join me again elizabeth that'd be great i i want to share with you this morning how many just love testimonies amen you know just testimonies of what god is doing you know many times we we read about miracles we we pray about miracles we pray for healings and deliverance and it's just awesome when you see the the fruition of them And uh, we have a family, and uh, I asked them to come back for the second service. And I'm hoping that there are, is Brittany and Alex, is Brittany here? There she is. Can I have the microphone, Pastor Jack? Amen. Come on, give Brittany and Alex a great big hand this morning. Brittany, thank you so much. You know, she, she shared credible testimony this morning, and I just want her to share the testimony, uh, uh, give a little bit of background of the story of what happened. What you did this morning was just phenomenal, the sharing and raising the level of faith in the house. Thank you so much. Great.
4: Um, we attend the 9 o'clock service, so, um, you know, I had some definitely. This morning, things put on my heart, but just to give you um, an idea of what has been going on, um, Alex um, has been dealing with fevers for well over two years. Um, Very high fevers, they spike at you know, again, 104.5 is the norm. Uh, They last for five days, and we have 28 days with no fever, and then the fever comes back again. Um, It started actually when he was an infant, uh, but they were. They also had, he had ear aches along with that. So that's something that they monitored. The earaches um, went away. And for over two years now, we've just been dealing with fevers. Um, a lot of testing, different things happening. We were sent to Philadelphia. Um, they basically have um, diagnosed him with what is called PF APA. Um, if there's no infection that his body is fighting, he just gets fevers. Um, They treat that with prednisone. Um, So, um, about two months ago, it was mid July, um, there was a service that was really um, leading towards healing, and I just felt go get Alex. He was in.
3: that not amazing a four-year-old child hears the voice of god and says mommy one more fever and i'm done that's amazing absolutely amazing we, uh, we want to pray for alex and uh, for this family that that uh, that god would just continue to allow him to hear the voice of god Lord Father we're so thankful for Alex We pray a special blessing Upon him and upon this family God today we are Thankful that that God that you Have healed Alex That he has heard the voice of God He heard Jesus tell him One more And it's all gone God we're so thankful today Lord I thank you for this testimony Thank you for the healing, delivering, saving power of Jesus Christ We thank you today That God even a child could lead us A child could show us That he's real That what he says he will do He does Oh God raise the level of faith In big boys and girls today Raise the level of faith in our heart and our life Just as you have Touched Alex touch men and women in this place. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Come on. Can we give Him praise? Come on. Hallelujah. Praise Lord. Can we sing that song that you're playing, How Great Is Our God? He deserves worship today. Can we just worship God one more time with this song? Just give Him praise and exalt His name. Amen. Hallelujah. The grace see God? Sing with me how great is our God no one see how great how great is our God sing it acapella. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. And all oh, we'll see how great Can, as Elizabeth continues to play. Maybe you're here this morning and you need a physical healing in your body. I want you to just lift your hands towards heaven right now. You need a physical touch in your body or, or maybe you know of somebody that needs healing in their body. And maybe right now you would just stand in for them and say, Lord, I'm standing in for... And you fill in the blank. I'm standing in for that person. And we're going to pray right now for that person. we will pray for you in this place. Just keep your hands raised. Father, I pray God right now in Jesus' name. Lord, there's nothing spooky. There's nothing cultish. But God, it's, it's all found in your word that when we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, when we put our faith in you, Father, we believe in God's word. We believe in you. We believe that you died. You rose again. We believe that every stripe that you bore upon your back was for our healing. It's by his stripes that I am healed. And Father, for every hand that is raised in this room, from the front to the back, to the left, to the right, I pray, Holy Spirit, would you come and would you overshadow them right now and release your healing touch upon them right now. We realize that no, we don't have to beg, we don't have to plead, we don't have to bargain with you, God, but we simply ask in faith, we ask in faith that you would touch and remove that sickness from their body. Remove that disease. Move, remove that infliction, affliction. Remove, remove touch our, our mind, our body, our soul, and our spirit. Father, individuals that may be tormented in the mind, God, I pray that you would bring clarity of thought, clarity of thinking in Jesus' name. Father, I pray, God, who are who's maybe dealing with cancers right now, individuals that are dealing with cirrhosis right now, uh, Father individuals dealing with leg problems uh, God and, and nerve uh, issues Lord we just pray that you would bring healing to these men and women right now because we believe we are in the presence of an almighty God who is not a respecter of persons but God when we ask in faith you answer and we receive I want you to pray this for me out loud if you would please I receive my healing today September 16th, 2018, I received a miracle touch in my body from my creator. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, can you give God praise in advance? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. And I see Mary's here to my right. How many remember Mary from last week? Mary, they're crying. I love it when people cry. <laughs> Keep on playing, Elizabeth. <laughs> Keep on going. So I, I asked Mary, many of you remember Mary. How about you come over here, Mary? Many of you asked, uh, I, was, I asked Mary, Mary, how you doing? I remember we prayed for Mary's back. She said, I just want to play with my grandkids. And I asked her, I said, when you came, I said, Mary, how you doing? She goes, I'm feeling better, aren't you? A lot better. Amen. That's awesome. So we're going to go for a little walk again just to work this out. A little calisthenics here. Is that? Is, is this what they really call calisthenics? That's what I'm calling it, right? So so here. Now here's the other thing. So she just got a diagnosis as well. That there's some liver and kidney issues, right? So we're going to pray that also some liver and kidney issues are going to go bye-bye. Amen. You know, and this is, and when I when I when I saw that and I was praying for you this week, there was a thought that came to my mind, and I know you don't want to show off your crying, but this this is the thing I wanted to I wanted to share with you, and that is what came to my mind was a pink slip sometimes we get a pink slip for our work we don't like those but I, I just saw a pink slip and in and, and that pink slip we, you, were, you were giving it over to that sickness and you were giving them that pink slip that you can no longer work in me you have you you can no longer reside in this body. So I just want to speak that over you, and I want to pray that over you that on this day you're giving those issues, you're giving your back problems, you're giving your liver problems, your kidney problems, and whatever other problems that the enemy wants to throw at you and 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 and, and 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 in your body that today you're giving them all a pink slip. Can we agree with that today? That that uh, we're going to give the enemy a pink slip on these things. Amen. So Father, could you just stretch forth your hand and pray for for Mary. Father in Jesus' name, God, we just pray that God that you would help Mary raise the level of faith in Mary, and that God that today, that Lord in her spirit, Lord maybe even throughout this week, God that imagine there in, in, in her spirit, in her imagination, or God that you would just reach out as she's praying, God, she would just reach out and say, "Here's your pink slip. Here's your pink slip. I don't receive this sickness no more." I curse that liver cancer or that, that, that the liver problems and the kidney problems and the back problems, um, but I'm I'm receiving a full healing in my body in Jesus name. And we give our sicknesses, our diseases, we give them a pick a pink slip today in Jesus name. Lord, I speak that over Mary. I pray that over Mary. God, that you would bring her into complete healing in Jesus name, that she may declare. The healing power of Jesus Christ what you have done what you are doing what you're about to do Mary we ask that today in Jesus name amen and amen praise the Lord come on give Mary a great big hand praise the Lord praise God amen good job now you can go now you can go all right give her Elizabeth a great big hand would you do that I, I gotta say too, I I don't know about you but I'm so impressed with the youth that that uh we have. Uh more than half of the youth led us in worship today. Did they not do a just a phenomenal, phenomenal job? Uh, you know it's wonderful to see individuals that have a true heart and passion for Jesus Christ and for the things of God and, and they let us because they have that kind of heart and uh, if you have if you have some youths at home I'll tell you what they need to get plugged in pastor Chris and his team they are doing such a phenomenal phenomenal job of what God is doing and uh, we're so excited for what God is doing in our in our youth and the whole youth team really can you give them a great big hand. (laughs) Praise the Lord. You know, and I forgot to mention the first service, maybe it it wasn't time, but uh, our, our, you know, our section, we're we're associated with the Assemblies of God, and so our section recognized uh, Chris McNaney and his leadership and his networking abilities and so forth, and uh, they have asked him to be the sectional uh, youth rep uh, for for the AG in in this area, and uh, give give the Lord uh, praise for that, and So we're, we're excited that he's uh, taking that leadership role and, and uh, we're already getting, um, uh, dibs on the new building. They want to have uh, sectional fine arts up at the building and sectional meetings and oh, JBQ wow. and uh, so that we're, we're having to create a laundry list of, uh, of, uh, of dates and all that. God is just doing amazing things, amazing things. So I want to I want to talk to you today as we as we wrap up. You know we, I know sometimes we call them series, but really it's just one message that you just can't fit in one week. <laughs> it's one message, one word, and I want to share with you today as we wrap up this one message about the inner circle. How many know that God has called all of us to be a part of the inner circle? He's called all of us to be that. And over these past few weeks we talked about Peter, James, and John called to be a part of that inner circle. Now I don't know, it doesn't say in scripture, but I'm almost believing maybe other individuals were called to that but they chose not to. But Peter, James, and John decided to. They serve God, if you would, backstage passes to see things that people would not see, to hear things people would not hear, and to do things that other people would not hear. Today, we're going to give every one of you one of these backstage passes, because I believe God, God has called each and every one of you to be inner circle people. Amen. We've explained over these past few weeks that to be an inner circle person means three things. Same things, the same characteristics that were in Peter, James, and John, I believe are in us. And that is to be open, open-hearted, teachable, to be open-handed, which is usable, tenacious, going after the things of God. Those three powerful characteristics, I believe, is what makes and what separates Just followers To inner circle people And I believe God's called you God has called me To be a part of the inner circle We're going to give you At the end of the service We're going to give you Each one of you We want you to have One of these lanyards Which is a backstage pass A symbol and a reminder That God has called you backstage To see, to hear, and to do What others maybe have decided not to. But you decided, I want to be a part of that inner circle. Amen? How many is excited about that? Praise the Lord. I don't know about you, but this thought came to me that... I believe in it for over 2,000 years, we've been living in the last days. We've been living in a time where it's very tumultuous, it's very uh, uh, tedious at times. We we don't know. We, we Every morning when you wake up and maybe you watch the news, you read the paper, and you see a, a variety of things going on in, in life. I've heard it said many years ago, a scenario, uh, 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 the way it was worded was... We are individuals that are in a house. But maybe this house is on fire. The house is burning. And if there's a fire in our house, what are we going to do as a mom or a dad or a person person that's in our our house? We're going to tell them, there is a fire here. We've got to get out. I want you to hear this. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Listen, there is no honor in escaping a burning house alone. (laughs) There is no honor in escaping a burning house alone. Our, our house, our, our society, our culture, it's burning up. It's burning up. You and I are points of light in our society, in this valley, in this community. You and I have the obligation. You and I have uh, 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 the the, the call to be a part of it in a circle that's going to tell individuals, folks, the house is burning and we have got to get out. I'm talking to some individuals here this morning that I believe are are leaders. God is calling individuals to to be a part of that inner circle. Praise the Lord. There there is a, a woman, Victoria. Victoria, right? Just this morning, she gave her heart to Jesus Christ. We prayed in the back corner there. I want to tell you, Victoria, just this morning... God is calling you that quick. 45 minutes ago, your life changed. 45 minutes ago, there is a a hoedown in heaven because you got saved. That's what the angels tell. That's what the Bible tells us that there was a rejoicing in heaven. Isn't that awesome? I mean, think about this. Think about this. No one can save anybody, but the Holy Spirit. Bird in her heart went to Sherry and said, Sherry, I want to get saved. Sherry brings Victoria to church. Sherry says, Pastor Ray, Victoria wants to get saved. All right, well, let's do it. We ain't got to wait for the music. We don't have to wait to the end. Let's just do it now. Because I don't know if we're going to make it to the end. So let's do it now. Why? Because the house is burning, and we want to make sure everybody is on and out of the house. Amen. See, you and I have been privileged. We have been given backstage passes, privileged to see what most couldn't. We're privileged to hear what most won't. We're privileged to do what most haven't. And that's what I want to talk to you today about. How, say how. How can I do what most haven't? That's the question. How can I do what most haven't? How many is interested in finding out what you can do? What God wants to do through you, in you, of what most haven't. See, there's three. Three of Jesus' key men saw him transfigured on a mountain. You see, three men went up to a mountain with a transformer and were transformed by the transformer. Pretty cool. And it happened. He had specifically chosen these three men to share an experience with him. One of several special times that he arranged with Peter, James, and John. And while the other nine disciples seemed to wait at the foot of the mountain their their friends were waiting for their friends to return the inner circle witnessed a miracle can i tell you jesus is the ultimate trainer jesus is the ultimate mentor and he did things uh, this way to prepare some key players i believe that right now you and i we are we are some key players in the end time events as as things are rolling forward. You are a key player for the future. And I want you to watch what he did. We're going to sort of unpack Luke chapter 9, verses starting with verse 28. We're going to unpack this a little bit and look at the what is titled as the transfiguration. Look at verse 28. He says, about eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter John and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. What happened? Jesus selected a group of key people and he took them up to a special place. Now, how many times, how many times would people say, oh, I don't have time for that. It doesn't fit into my schedule. You see, if you want to do what other people don't do and you want to go where other people don't go and experience things, other people have an experience, you got to take people with you and show them and and, and take people with you to to a special place. But some of us can say, well, I don't want to climb the mountain. That's going to make me sweat, man. I, I, I want to get dirty climbing the mountain. Now I don't know Could it be It doesn't say in scripture But could it be That Jesus asked The other nine Hey guys We're going to go up To this mountain Why don't you come Maybe the other nine Says oh, no, You guys go ahead We're going to camp out here We're tired You know We're going to have some Flat bread And some Some fish well, We're, we're, we're going to prepare The meal for you And you just You guys go on ahead. Let us know how that all works out for you. But Peter, James, and John, they decided we're going to make the trek. We're going to go up to the mountain. My question is, how many times have we said, I don't know if I want to make that journey? How many times have maybe we said, I don't know if I want to do this anymore? Can I tell you God is calling every one of us to climb the mountain God is calling every one of us to to take the journey Is the journey going to be easy? No, there's going to be times when you're going to sweat There's going to be times where you're going to have to climb over rocks There's going to be times when it's sort of difficult There's going to be times when you might fall and you get a little bloody on your knee There's going to be times where you're going to probably be standing and say Boy, I really need some refreshing But what God is Jesus, what Jesus is saying is Listen, please come up to the mountain Why? Why does he want to take you up to the mountain? He wants to take people... To a special place. You see, he's our example, and this is what he's wanting for you and I to do. Exactly what Jesus did with Peter, James, and John, Peter, James, and John also did with other people. And guess what? Just what Peter, James, and John did with other people, he's also wanting other individuals that are inner circle minded, inner circle people to do the same thing. Why? Because I'm talking to some leaders here today. I know I'm talking to people today that are inner circle minded. You don't mind climbing up the mountain. You don't mind that you're going to get a little dirty. You don't mind that you're going to get a little bloody. You don't mind it's going to be a little inconvenient. You don't mind because you know that when I take somebody with me up to the mountain, we're going to have a special time on this mountain. See, God is asking for you and I to take people with us to a special place. Now, what is that special place? It might be a small group. I love it. People say, I don't like small groups. I don't know. They just want to get in my business. I don't like going to small groups and hanging out with people I don't know, and I don't want to do this. And <laughs> I never heard of so Why are we doing small groups? <laughs> I go to church once a week. I get my tithe. I, do, I I, I, serve something I do here.
1: <laughs> well, I... I <laughs>
3: Maybe try reading the book of Acts again. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, Cause the, the 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 book that I'm reading it, it says that they met daily yeah. Yeah. in each other's house. Yes. Daily. I'd be annoyed by that. <laughs> I don't want you daily in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Twice a year for four to five, six weeks, I can handle that. Come on in. Other than that, stay home. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, the Bible says that they met together in their homes daily. They broke bread together. They prayed together. And then weekly they go to the temple and they would worship God. That's right. What happened? You know what I find happens when we do these small groups? People come together. Many times we won't even talk. Sometimes we, don't, we, we, we end up, you know, we're talking about maybe organic wood, whatever that is, you know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're talking about end time stuff. Or we're just like, and all of a sudden what's happening is people are sharing what are going on in people's minds and their hearts, and they're verbalizing it and other people are able to verbalize what their thought is and guess what's happening where we are refining our theology we're refining what we think about God how we view God how we see God how we experience God we're growing and we're learning you see God has called us to grow together not apart God's called us to expand and to grow our understanding but we can't do that if we're an island unto ourselves right You see, God is wanting us to take people to a special place. Can I encourage you? Take somebody to a small group. Pick somebody up. Take them to a small group and say, hey, listen, we're just going to have some coffee, eat some donuts, expand the temple, and maybe expand our mind. All right? (laughs) We're we're just going to have some fun. We're going to experience God. And you may not even get to the video. So what? The big point is, is that you have an experience with other people, and other people have a special time at that place how do I do what most haven't I gotta take people to a special place just as Jesus did here's number two the second truth we find in verse 28 and 29 he said that and about 8 days this is repeating this refresh our mind 8 days after Jesus said this he took Peter and John and James and with him went up to under the mountain to pray what are they doing praying praying, praying. as he was praying. praying the appearance of his face changed
1: Ooh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> And his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Hallelujah. Lightning and thunder. Lightning and thunder. (laughs) All right, we won't go back there. But what happened? What happened? I'll tell you what happened. I'm going to tell you anyway. All right. <laughs> Jesus spent time with them praying. Listen, spend time with people in spiritual activities. Now that sounds mechanical. That sounds. What are you talking about? Spend time with people in spiritual. Listen, you and I, we spend time going to spirit, uh, uh, athletic events and athletic activities. We, we 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 go and we do all kinds of activities that fill our time. Correct. That's the point. You say yes, we do. Yes. That's what we, right? We have a lot of activities. What we're running here to do and we're running at this to do. Can I tell you, as an inner circle person with backstage passes, God is saying, I want you to spend time, spend, spend time. Spend time with people in spiritual activities. What does that mean? Listen, you might run across in your small group, you get together with somebody and they don't know how to pray. They think prayer is I've got to sit on, I got to get on my knees and, 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 and and kneel on peas and that has to be torturous and painful in order for me to pray. No, that's not prayer. God is wanting for you and I to take people on spiritual disciplines, spiritual activities to show them to, to, that they can experience supernatural spiritual things that, it's not creepy and weird and you're not joining some cult but it's God wanting to have a relationship with you he's wanting to show you love show you that he's real that he's interactive that he wants to be with people and you do that by spending time with spiritual activities maybe you're reading the bible together maybe you're praying together with somebody maybe you're, you're 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 explaining them about the the gifts of the holy spirit what does that mean oh well it's the gift of tongues and I, I can pray in tongues and god gives me a word of prophecy or word of wisdom word of knowledge and and you're able to experience and to explain these spiritual activities why because you're spending time with them why? Because God's given you a backstage pass. Because he wants you to hear things and see things and do things that others won't, wouldn't, and don't want to. But you, because you're part of the inner circle, you want to. You want to see. You want to hear. You want to do. So you're willing to spend time with people in spiritual activities. I can't tell you how many times it's We've had small groups with individuals, and and individuals they're like, oh, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't know how to pray. I don't, I don't know what I don't know what to say. But over time, people begin to open up. And say, hey, we're just talking to God, just like we're talking now. Just talking to God, and those walls begin to to break down, and they begin to pray. I'm not afraid to pray anymore. They're not afraid to open the Bible and say, well, I used to, didn't, I? I didn't understand it in the past, but. But now I, you're showing me these different things. And so the spiritual activity is not a, it's not a burden no more. It's actually, I'm hungry for God's word. I'm hungry to see what does God, what does God want to say to me today? I get to wake up tomorrow morning and open up his word and I get to hear and what God has for me. Because I'm understanding it. Why? Because somebody was willing to lead them through a spiritual activity, a spiritual discipline. I get to hear God speak to me every day. I get to pray to God, to worship God, to sing with God. As he sings over me, I can sing back to him. You see, that's what inner circle people do. Inner circle people take people through the spiritual activities that God has. And it becomes a part of life. We were just saying as a, on, our, on our Wednesday night, our, our Your Journey group, we were just saying. Many times we say, well, I, 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 I've read the Bible for 30 minutes today and I prayed for 10. I fulfilled my quota. I spent my 40 times with Jesus. I'm I'm happy now because that's the time I allotted. 30 minutes in the Word, 10 minutes in prayer, and I'm very satisfied with the results that I received. And uh, I do not feel any further condemnation or conviction because I spent my allotted time with Jesus this week. Here's another freeing one for you. I, I always used to get sort of jealous of those I pray through the Bible every year Some of you got the one year Bible I pray I prayed through the Bible one year and I'm thinking oh gosh wow, is, wow wow Chronicles that many times really wow. Leviticus wow, oh here's a freeing thought for you I don't particularly care if you read through the Bible every year. I just particularly care you for you read through a Bible and apply it.
1: Just
3: read through the Bible. Yeah. Or, excuse me, just just read the Bible. Read one of the Gospels and read the Book of Acts, and and maybe maybe reading the end, one Gospel it might take you the whole year. But if you can go through the Gospel and take your time through it in, in one year, I guarantee you're going to get a whole lot more out of it than one just reading through the Bible. Just to, I got to fulfill my quota. I got 21 chapters. I got to finish today. I gotta go to bed. I I got twenty minutes, I gotta go to bed. I gotta read I gotta read twenty-one chapters right now. So much Christmas time, I gotta get done. Some of you OCD people out there are like, I gotta get this done. I gotta I got I gotta get through the Bible again. Listen, if you spend time with people, it's all about that spiritual activity. Of connecting with Him, just connect with Him, get in touch with Him, take the pressures off of I got to read through the Bible in the air, I got to do this. Just have fun with Him, have a relationship with Him, have an experience with Him, and take off all the other peripheral things that maybe people put on you. You know, you're impressed by their discipline. Just spend time with Him. It might be 10 minutes today, and it might be 10 hours tomorrow. That's right. It doesn't matter. But every day, I'm spending time. That's what inner circle people do. Here's number three, verses 30 and 31. Number three. He says, two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor. Say, glorious splendor. Glorious splendor. Talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure and which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. We just talked about this, Pastor Jack and I. Here, poor Moses struck the rock when he's supposed to... Do something different. Speak to it. Yeah, you're supposed to speak to it. Thanks. He struck it. he struck it instead of speaking to it. What ends up happening? You can't get in here now. <laughs> we were talking about that this past week. I said, boy, man, it was it was rough. Was like, one, mistake, one mistake, man. Just yeah. mistake. Can't get in. Supposed to speak, not strike. But here's something interesting. Is on this day, Moses put his feet in the promised land. Yes. On that day, he was in the promised land. With Elijah who was taken up, and with the one who was going to bring redemption for the entire world. Wow. And he stood there with Jesus. And Peter and James and John got to witness it all. Mm. You see, inner circle people get to do what others won't. Here's the thing. Jesus shared an unusual experience with them. Here's the thing. Share the unusual with your inner circle. I mentioned to you before, there is no honor in running out of a burning house alone. Our world is burning up. There is no honor making it to heaven alone. You need to bring your family. You need to cast the word. You cast the seed. You got to share that. Share the unusual with your inner circle. Can I tell you, God is calling you on on this thing, little lanyard here. Here's a question that I have for you And I read this to you in the first week Here's the question Am I living a tenacious lifestyle That is worthy of taking anyone backstage? Amen. Number two Who will I choose to take backstage with me? Who will I choose? I'll choose anybody who's willing to go Who am I going to choose? Anybody Do you want to know Jesus? Yes Come on Let's go. When someone says yes to Jesus, like, come on, are you ready to go to the mountain? Oh, I don't know. What's that gonna entail? Well, how about I'll go with you. We we might fall, we might get tired, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bleed with you, I'm gonna sweat with you, and we're gonna go to the mountain together. What does that mean? Let's fast track that. Listen, maybe you get saved. We've got a thing called your journey. Harvest 12, your journey. You know what you do? You've been saved for 20 years. This person's been saved for 20 minutes. What's what you do? You take them by the hand and you take them and you sit for eight weeks with them in your journey. That's what you do. That's what you do. There's four things. If you're a harvester, four things that you do. We just came up with this this past week. God just burnt it in my heart. We shared it to the staff this week. I'm going to share it to you. There's four things. If you're a believer in Christ, if you're a member, a tender of harvest, there's only four things. Say four things. There's only four things you do. Here it is. You ready? It's deep. Not that deep because I came up with it. <laughs> no, I didn't. Four things. I read. I pray. I invite. And I show the way. I read and I pray. I invite and I show the way. Say it with me. I read. I pray. I invite and I show the way. Well, how do you show the way? You take them by the arm and you say, come on, we're going to go up to the mountain because we're going to go see some unusual Things. We're going to experience some spiritual activities together. It's amazing. God didn't call professionals to disciple people. God did not call professionals to lead them to Christ. God did not call professionals to, to lead them into supernatural things. You know what he called? He said, whosoever. Right. Yeah. How many believers of Jesus do we have in this room today? Amen. Every one of you in this place, you know how to read, you know how to pray, you know how to invite, and you know how to show the way. The problem is fear. Maybe the the fear of rejection. Maybe the fear of what's going to happen. But God's called you to show, to share the unusual with your inner circle. Can I tell you, there's a group of people that I have been connected with at a deeper level than many of you that I've known since 2000, I think, 11. 2011, 2012. To this very day, we have small groups together. We have summer parties together. Because we do life together. I've shared things with them. I've prayed together with them. I've led people in the baptism of the Holy Spirit with them. They're my group. They're, They're my inner circle. And we do life together. And we say... It's time to go up to the mountain again. Are you ready to go, church? That's what God's wanting for you to do. Is gather that inner circle and say, "Hey, you ready to go? You ready to go up to that other, that that other mountain? You ready? Can I tell you? There's always going to be another mountain to climb. How many know that? There's always another mountain because there's no one's got the corner market on this thing, right? There's always another mountain. Here's here, here's another truth I want to share with you. In verse thirty-two and verse thirty-four. He says Peter and his companies or companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they're always sleeping. I don't know what it is, but they're always sleeping. Have you noticed that? They're praying. Jesus is trying to pray, he's about to die, be dragged off. And what are they what are they doing? They're sleeping. Three times he wakes them up. I don't know what this problem is. They saw his glory. And two men standing with him, and as the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to, to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And I love the, the brackets after this. He did not know what he was saying. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that, gave, that gives me great hope. Because guess What? There's a lot of things that I do and say that he doesn't know what he's saying. He doesn't know what he's doing. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt like you've gone through this thing and it's like, I don't know what I'm saying. I don't even know what I'm doing. Can I tell you, as you challenge yourself, as you are an inner circle person, as you have the backstage pass, can I tell you, there's going to be things that you're going to say and it's like, what am I saying? What am I doing? but here's the truth here's the truth Jesus provided a lasting memory for them and listen this is what we're called to do provide, last, uh, provide a lasting memory can I tell you when we get in those small groups and we pray we, we are creating lasting memories even at times when we gather together and we pray around this altar we are, we are, we are, uh, are providing lasting memories let me, let me tell you real quick uh, Dave, how many are familiar with Dave Twist from Green Ridge Assembly of God he doesn't age. He, he's like the same guy I've seen, like, over 20 years ago. I mean, he's got to dye his hair by now. I mean, don't tell him that. But, I, I mean, he's got to be doing that, right? <laughs> he, he was a youth pastor. I, I was, and there's John. John's back there. And we me and John, we were in youth group with him. Here's my youth pastor, right? And, uh... And I remember Dave Twist, he led me in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He led me. He led me to that lasting memory. He led me to that spiritual activity. He led me to that that, that, that experience. That's a, a lasting memory. I remember I was staying at the Pendle Conference Center in the, in the gymnasium. I think it was uh, uh, um, the China Hutch. Remember that guy? The chi- the, I can't think of his name. Sam Rife Kogel. Sam Rife Kogel speaking. That was a lasting memory. God is wanting for you to provide lasting memories with people. I remember I thought I had my glasses on, and I'm like,. <laughs> Have you ever done that? You thought you had your glasses on? you poke yeah, yourself <laughs> out.) I had a, my, my grandfather, he was a, he was a, he managed a Morgan horse farm in Newton, New Jersey. And, uh, I would, I would love, I would go there on the weekends and summers and, uh, I'm wrapping things up. Elizabeth, maybe you better come up here like, give him hope that I'm almost done. I'm wrapping it up. <laughs> Uh, so I'm on this tractor And I would go around the field And, and just, I would sit with him for hours Hours, and he'd be cutting hay baling hay and all this stuff And he was my, I mean, I just idolized him I just thought he was great, you know, he's a World War II veteran And some of the stories he would do And he had a finger that got cut off with a saw And, you know, we would, you know, we would uh, It was just awesome, he was just a cool guy I just loved him, you know And, and, and I remember i remember thinking, you know He wore glasses, and I, I, I don't have any glasses I want, I want to be like him, I want a pair of Glasses. So, nowhere to lie. So, I get my eyes tested. It's time to get my eyes tested. And I decide I'm going to fail my eyeglass exam. (laughs) So, I had it it all marked out. When I I got down to a certain level, I was going to pretend that I just. I don't know what that is. I can't read it. Can't tell. I couldn't tell. Oh, this is even worse. Now, at that time, I must have been maybe eight or nine years old, so I I knew between right and wrong, and I was wrong. Now, I thought, I thought I had successfully, you know, failed it and and totally, you know, smoked them. So my, my mother bought me a pair of glasses. And I get in the car and I put my glasses on, and I'm like, wow! Wow! I, I can't believe the difference. Look at this. Wow! I see sight. You would have thought I was blind before. I'm, I can see so much better now. Oh my Lord! <laughs> the only thing I did not know is that my mother and the doctor caught on to me. <laughs> Years later, years later, my mother tells me, you know, Ray, I never told you, but you know those glasses that you got that helped your eyes? I'm like, yeah, I, I, I think I, I lost them and all. I don't remember. Having them. He goes, Ray, we knew what you were doing. <laughs> we knew. And so she she spent, I don't know, maybe at that time, I don't, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 bucks. I don't know. She spent the money for Glass, this clear glass. And here I am. Oh my Lord! But could I tell you, I I got on the tractor with my grandfather, and he had his glasses on, and I had my glasses on, and I could see the tractor and feel like, wow! Grandpa, this is awesome. This is off the hook. I'm just like you. You're like me. I'm cool. Woo. (laughs) Provide lasting memories. Provide lasting memories. Can I tell you when you are together, you're worshiping the Lord together, and you're maybe leading somebody to Christ together, or, or you're just doing some goofy thing, you know, just playing a game at, at a little small group or, or just getting to know one and together, knowing one another, you're providing that lasting memory. I gotta I gotta wrap up. In ver, uh, number number five is, in verse 34 and 35 it says, while he was speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them and, and 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 they were afraid and they and they entered the cloud a voice came from the cloud saying, this is my son whom I have chosen. Listen to him. Can you imagine what kind of experience Peter, James, and John were having? Can you imagine that? Just being led in that way. And here's, here's the truth. Here's what I want you to take home. And that is take the time to speak into people's lives. Can I tell you, when you're open to the things of God, when you're open to the voice of God, if a little four-year-old boy can hear Jesus, I guess, guess what? You can too guess what you can too that is so awesome four years old come on that's just incredible four years old mom asked mom asked the little boy well what did jesus do well jesus told me one more time and i'm done Mm, that is so awesome Can I tell you, take time. God wants to speak to you so you can speak to other people. This is what's going to happen. When you take time to hear the voice of God, you know what happens? Is you can exponentially help move people to the next level in their life, in their spiritual growth, in their walk with Christ. Here's the final one in these final verses. Verse 36. When the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone, and the disciples kept this to themselves and did not tell anyone at that time what they had seen here it is a great history with people i'm sorry create a history of people that will strengthen them for the future that's what jesus did with peter james and john created a history with people that will strengthen them for the future when you get together in a small group or you just meet somebody and you pray for somebody and you 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 introduce them to jesus you're creating history with people and right now we're going to create some history i'm going to ask for pastor jack and pastor chris to come i want you to stand to your feet this morning and this morning i want you to come this is what we're going to do please if you can we're going to each one of you are going to grab given one of these gifts and what I'd like for us to do is, is form a line coming down here and go around this way so form a line coming down here go around and go back to your seat same thing over here this form a line coming down here come down this way and then go around and back to your seat if you could do that I want everybody to have one of these and then we're going to pray over you here this morning before you go we're going to pray together over you. And as you're receiving this, it says simply this You are an inner circle member. And it shares in three different texts where Peter, James, and John were called backstage Mark 5, Luke 9, and Matthew 26. And as an inner circle member, this is what you're saying. I am. I am open-hearted. What does that mean? Teachable. I am open-handed. What does that mean? I'm usable. Thirdly, I'm tenacious. I'm open-hearted. I'm open-handed. And I'm tenacious. That's what God wants to show you. That's what God wants to build that character inside of you. Those two questions are on the backside as well. And those two questions are simply this Am I living a tenacious lifestyle that is worthy of taking anyone backstage? Your lifestyle, your character, your person as a believer of Christ. Are you living a lifestyle that is worthy of taking anyone backstage? Here's the question number two Who will I choose? take backstage i think the answer is pretty simple anybody who's willing to go anybody who's willing to know jesus christ i want to challenge you to do that today the team's going to lead us to the song just as we pass out these uh, these lanyards be sure to grab it amen go ahead saying that I will be open hearted, open handed and tenacious. Today you're saying that every day you're going to ask yourself that question am I living a tenacious lifestyle that is worthy of taking anyone backstage with me? Who will I choose to take backstage? I want to challenge you here today. Live a backstage kind of life. Live that inner circle kind of life. Father I pray over every every life, every man, every woman, every student in this place today, God who has come and received this this gift, Father, this backstage pass. Lord, this is just a a physical symbol of what I believe that you're doing on on an internal level, on a spiritual level. You're calling us as believers in Christ to come backstage, to see the miracles, to see the signs, to see the wonders, to see the supernatural acts of God, and to lead people to them, to see them. God, I pray and I... In a, in a supernatural way, we we just anoint and we ask God that You would touch every heart in life today. That God, that You would lead us in through in, in and through the Word. That God, You would give us a, an incredible passion for the Word of God. You would give us an incredible passion for the for the, the for prayer, for speaking to You, for worshiping You, for getting into the heart of God, chasing after You, getting into the presence of God. Father, I pray that You would anoint us to be evangelists to to. to To invite people to know Jesus. Invite people to come to to a worship service. To come to experience a, a, a worshipful experience. And God that you would also help us to lead the way. To show the way. How to know Jesus. How to live a life. How to live a lifestyle of serving Jesus. I anoint every man, every woman in this place today. Lord, as you anoint each and every one, I pray, God, that you would make it manifest in people's hearts as we leave this place. In Jesus' name, we all said amen and amen. God bless you, saints. We love you. We'll see you next week. May God richly bless you. You're coming in and you're going out. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. God bless.